Today we are broadcasting from Nipaluna, Lutrawita. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and elders past, present and emerging. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us this morning. The feel-good way to start your day. Woody and Tubes. What? What? What is going on? You hang up first. You will, oh, no, you, you put the mics on and you, you, you were waiting for me, I'm pretty sure, to come into this podcast intro. Welcome to the podcast. I don't You're in it. trust you or producer. Maria, Here we go. Because I'll say, don't put that in the podcast and then it goes in the podcast. <laughs> but, you know, once the you little know, red light comes on, you don't really have a say. One thing that does And neither do I, me. for that matter. And, you know, Rhea's the one that chops it all together. Good on you, Rhea. You know when... Um, People ring you, and then yep. you, you try to. Well, when you ring, ring people, start again. Three, two, one. Don't put that on the podcast. You not cut that part out. If you could produce a rare. Um, one thing that just frustrates me. So, I just went to call a mate, a good mate, and she answers and she goes, "Oh, yeah, I'm really busy. I've only got a minute. Don't answer. Like, don't no, answer no, the phone I, to tell no, me you can't no. answer the phone. Opposite." Opposite what? of that. No. Thank you for taking my call. Screening Absolutely calls are shocking. Not. And like, if you're going to screen your call, at least text back and say, I'll ring you back later. I, I think good on her or him for taking a call. Great. No, don't take your call, my call to tell me that you haven't got time to take my call. No, it's that's just not what she did. She voicemail. said, I've only got a minute. This is why I've got 194 and voicemails. And if anyone needs to be told they've only got a certain amount of time <laughs> to talk, it's you. Oh, do you want to listen to one of my voicemails? Yeah. I just, I've got 193. This could go anywhere. I don't know. Oh, wait. No, I don't want to call her. I just want to play it. She's only got a minute. Speed this up. Um, If you could, Rhea. No. Let's wait. Leave it. Oh. Oh, Come on, work wait. it out, Grandma. Oh, God, wait. Oh. That wasn't much. I don't know what much. that one was. <laughs> oh. This is going good. Wait, this is we, Mum. What? This will be a good one. Probably a butt dial. It is. Oh, she's butt dialed me again. This is what Mum. She, this is Mum's voice, Mum message. She's not having Oh, she does fun this. Times. Do you know she put herself on Facebook Live by accident when she was in the bath? That's so That's cool. something for OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Big show today. We did a fair bit of maths chat. We did some maths chat, married at first sight chat. There's a Tassie Tasmanian on there, the daughter of an absolute legend in terms of footy in Tassie. Yep. He didn't go to the wedding. Wasn't happy. We'll um, talk to Rick Bean from the bus tram. And rail union. Yeah, he's not happy. He's, he's going to happy. crisis talks uh, about the transport system in Tassie. The good news is we will catch up with him again. And a woman that married herself. I love this. Oh, no. I think I should do this myself. It marry was, yourself. It was a good idea for a party. What? To marry yourself. But I think the premise, the premise, why not just say, hey, I'm having a party for myself. I'm celebrating my own love for myself. No need to kiss a but mirror. But that's every birthday. And some people do to do overkill. They celebrate their birthday for a month. Have you got friends like that? Yeah, birthday so, week. Birthday week is about right, I reckon. No, it's not. Don't even. Yeah. I'm happy to celebrate. Because, you know, after your birthday, it's always the post-birthday sads. Oh, I've never had the sads. Really? Never no. had the bir- post-birthday sads? I get a little bit sad after Why? my birthday. 
I might, I'm waiting all year and then it's done. You're waiting all year to be let down. <laughs> no. <laughs> getting older. Yeah, well, at least I am Gone on way too long. Yeah, here it is. This is Woody and Tubes. Good morning, Tasmania. Good morning. Oh, well, we've got a show for you. There's a lot to get through on the agenda today. We've got tickets for you to see Chocolate Starfish performing Bad Out of Hell. The entire album. One of the best albums of all time. Amazing. That is coming up. Details Very on how exciting. you can score that. We're Most- going to take you inside the bus crisis meetings. We do. That's happening today too. We do. Most importantly though, if you're in Fern Tree, put your bins out. Mount Nelson, put your bins out. Tolman's Hill, put your bins out. Rosetta, put your bins out. Montrose, put your bins out. And Lindisfarne. Put your bins out. Have you ever it's chased day. a garbage truck down the street because you've forgotten your no, bins, but you hear them coming? I'm lucky because I live in a street where the garbage truck goes up the street and then comes back down my side. So, to be honest, I sometimes, I rarely put it out. I rely heavily on my neighbour across the road because he puts his bins out really early. So I see his when I go home. Oh, you I'm live like, in like a neighbour cul-de-sac? We live we live in a we live in a street that is very much friendly. How do we feel about putting rubbish in other people's bins if they're th- already out? If they're already out and they've got room in it, thumbs up. Really? It's a go. Yep. See, as long someone, as you're not, as long someone as, did that to me and I felt a bit violated. Like someone was going through no, my no. rubbish. As long as you're not as long as it's contained and you're not making a mess of their bin. I, I want to know how we feel about it, Hobart. I one triple three five three. I've been guilty of walking up the street and reaching across a fence and putting garbage in a bin that's right just near the fence. That's okay, isn't it? But sometimes you go and want to pop some more garbage out and then your bin's full. Don't yeah, you don't feel, feel like someone? Don't feel someone. Don't you feel like someone's come to your property and popped your, your rubbish in there? Have you had issues with this? Oh, I just don't, I just don't know where we stand. I think it. it's okay as long as you have contained your rubbish and you're not making a mess of their bin, and they've got room in it. Do it. At least it's not going on the street. Do the right thing. Put it Put in the, the rubbish bin. in the bin. <laughs> hey, Tubes has also had his first maths experience. Yeah. Not entirely happy about it, to be fair. I had to do the catch-up. Oh, if you're going to go on about ads again... This morning. Oh, mate. That's how free-to-air TV works, mate. Yeah. That's why it's free. But, come on, should I have to pay that much to get maths into my brain? Married at first sight for everyone else. There's a Tassie girl on it, and she met her husband last night. It didn't go too well. Tessa Randello from our Triple M Hobart Newsroom. Morning, Tessa. Good morning. E-scooters. E-scooters. They're going to be here to stay. So Hobart City Council has decided they're going to start working on a licence agreement to have the e-scooters here permanently. It's after a bit of a trial report that they did. They found that heaps of people are using them. There's been minimal incidents of... Um, you know, any kind of injury or any kind of accidents on them as well. So they'll start looking into the details as soon as possible. That's good news for someone like you, Woody, who has a scooter gang. Oh, <laughs> Isn't it? You must be happy about... There's nothing more cooler than looking at a scooter gang that all has helmets on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. And, I, but that's what you want. jackets. 
It's a very handy way of getting around. I've used them yeah. too. And, and I think that we had some incidents early and it's good to see that people are taking the, their safety seriously on these scooters. And I guess the, the reports have come through and said it's a big tick for Hobart. So good news. Yeah, and they've also, you know, after some of those incidents, they started implementing new rules. So they had different speeds in different areas. You'll find, you know, through the middle of the city, you can't go as fast as you can in other yeah. areas and that's and that's the safety measure that seems to be working. The thing is there's always going to be a couple of idiots, isn't there? Exactly. There is. And I think we we noticed once when we walked 3 blocks into the city and you got a scooter home, Woody, that it actually takes you longer to drive through the city than it does to walk. And you paid for the privilege. <laughs> Remember that? Two blocks. Do you know blocks. what? Um, we've she got caught a scooter two blocks. I was in like... I, I'd do that, to be honest. Thank you, Tessa. <laughs> Sorry. I was in wedges. You know what? Sometimes people forget around this office. Let's go for lunch. <laughs> and then it's like, I'm in heels. Like wedged heels. That's hard. That's hard work. Oh, the yeah. injuries, you could get... I tell you what, there'd be more people injured by high heel injuries than there would those scooters. That's a That's a that's fact. A if you've been injured, one triple three five three. Tessa, you would have been injured... We've, we've talked about this, haven't we? You've been injured with high heels. Yeah, I've been injured in high heels many a time. I just don't wear them anymore. Roll your ankle. So have I. Try running in them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's actually true. I actually, actually broke my foot. <gasps> oh, in no. In a pair of pumps. In the, in the interview, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to follow up, though, as well. They might be coming to the Eastern Shore. The scooters. Well, now they've got something a little bit more stable yeah. and substantial here in Hobart. Perhaps they will start looking at expanding that through Glenorchy and the Eastern Shore and perhaps down to Kingston. Thank you, Tessa Randello from our Triple M Hobart newsroom. Thank you. It's Triple M Breakfast. Sonia in Sandy Bay. Good morning, Sonia. Hey, guys. How you doing? You'd like to make comment on the bins. Mate, I tell you what, I thought I was doing the right thing. After Christmas, I had all this extra Christmas paper that I wanted to put in my recycle bin that didn't fit. So I crossed the road and just put it in. The lady across the road lives on her own. She had hardly anything in the bin. Filled it up, didn't think anything of it. About four days later, I'm out in the garden and her and the neighbour on her side are having this huge argument. She's saying, stop playing your music late at night. I'm mm. sick of you, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And stop filling my recycle bin with your Christmas paper. And I thought, oh... Last one's on me, guys, but I didn't say anything. I just thought they were just going hammer and tongue. I thought, I don't want to get involved. Is that oh, bad? No. Oh, no, I no, think no. you've done the right thing. <laughs> Let somebody else take the blame, Sonia. That's perfect. <laughs> I hope my kids are listening to this. You should always take ownership. <laughs> but I do know how that feels. Once my dog, Mr Chunky Pants, urinated on a naked sunbaker, <laughs> and I just said, I don't know whose dog that is, but it just follows me every day. <laughs> No problems here, Sonia. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I think you've done the right thing, Sonia. Thanks for your call. Just like Sonia, you can call us anytime. One triple three five three, or happy to text oh four double eight double eight one zero seven three. Show with no morals. <laughs> this is Woody and Tubes. There is a very famous Tassie arm that made its debut on national TV last night, Tubes. Right. I know you had your first experience, your first maths experience this morning. Yes. Married, married at, at first sight. Yes. that's How was it? Not worth it. I, I mean, like, to be honest, it was more about the catch-up service of Channel 9 that frustrated me. I had to watch... Mm. I had to watch, like, seven minutes of ads. That's just what happens with free-to-air TV. I kept clicking in the wrong oh. spot, too. I was a real grand... It was a real granddad moment. And, of course, he's watching it because we have a Tassie girl on there. Tanya. Yes. Taylor. Taylor, Taylor Winter. <laughs> I'm caught up in the arm. That's how much you're into it. But I know how much, I know who belongs to that arm. 
very oh, yeah. good friend of mine, Ben O'Brien from Rebel at Heart Hair Boutique. Morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? How was the arm this morning? Was it the right oh, arm or the left arm that featured in the, the previews and the national show last night? Well, I think it was my bad arm, so I don't even think it was my good oh, arm. No. My, Oh, no. so it like the left arm that was actually in there. So, yeah. Oh, that's tragic. Tubes loves that's forearms. Tragic. He thinks oh. he's got the best forearms. I'm not kidding. I've got good-looking forearms, Ben. Like, they're not. They're just nice. They're just, you know. No one's nice told shape. him that, Ben. He just tells People himself tell that. <laughs> so, Ben, Taylor was in your salon, is that correct? Yeah, she was. So, they did some filming like, or back last year when the show was being first being filmed, obviously, um, for the sh- uh, show and for there, they're there for four hours. So filming something oh, that's exciting. I'm going to f- feature on Married at First Sight, and four hours later, it's my arm that's there. So very excited. I actually blinked and I thought I was watching the whole episode. Going, where's Ben's arm? Where's Ben's arm? I know. You, and you blinked, and you would have missed it. So, oh, yeah. now how was she? But how did you find last night? Because we caught up with her yesterday. We're going to catch up with her again tomorrow after yeah. what I think is a pretty bad honeymoon. Yeah, it is. Um, well, I don't know. Like, it's a reality show, isn't it? Unfortunately, like when you you the producers and they they have it. They have a character that they want you to be. I guess before you're even on the show a lot of the time. So, um, Taylor is a beautiful girl. She's really sweet and. Um, she came across, I think she came across quite okay last night, quite a little bit funny, but, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, I guess when you go on these shows, you have to, you know, take the good and the bad. So. Well, she did say she'd had a couple, so I think she was <laughs> yeah. half cut, to be fair. Always drink the was half cut. She was half cut in the sound the first page of <laughs> 8 o'clock in the morning, so. Uh, well, oh, yeah. Ben O'Brien from Rebel at yeah. Heart. Boutique, thanks so much for joining no us on Triple M Breakfast. I'll, we'll get on other, I'll get on to my other interviews now about my arm. Triple M Breakfast. Might have overextended myself this weekend, Woody. Eating? No. Oh. No. Oh, I did have some good food. I actually went up back home to Bernie for a bit of a spell. One night, actually, for a friend's 40th birthday, which was fantastic. It was Tia's birthday. Happy birthday, Tia. She's one of my good friends from school. Went through all school, all uni together and still love her. She's one of the great people that I know. But it's a long way to go, right? All the way. It is if you're Tasmanian. Well, it is through the road. I was talking about that the other weekend that I've got mates now that are in Eagle Hawk Neck and they travel into the city every day because they came from the mainland and they're like, it's nothing. I don't know what you're whinging about. Oh, man, that's so far to go. That's at least an hour's drive every day, one way. That's two hours of your life every day. You do not get back. Yeah, but the, like you look at Sydney, it can take you three or four hours. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, I'll go up to Bernie mm. and I was, I'd, I'd intended to go up on Friday night and take the kids up, but then I got a call up from Cricket Tasmania asking oh. me to commentate the grand final on Sunday. So... I said to my partner, Aaron, I said, I've got to be back at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. What do you want to do? We can either get the kids up early and drive back all together, or she's like, you just go by yourself. It's too far to take the kids, too early to get them up in the morning. It's just too hard. So you go up on Saturday. Or don't commentate the grand final. No, You have prior commitments to your family. There's I, an option. No, I, I didn't I, see that being an option there. Unfortunately, Woody, we have a mortgage that requires me to work a little bit extra to make ends meet. So I was always going to take 
a paid job. It wasn't a donated job. It was a paid gig. So I had to work. And Erin said, yep, all clear. You go up. So I drove up, drove all the way up. Now, the road works. I decided I'm going to go through the Central Highlands. Beautiful. Beautiful drive. Absolutely glorious drive. So I skipped most of the roadworks, except there's roadworks at Deloraine, got held up there for a little while, and then got through to Burnie. Spoke to mum and dad for about an hour or so, and then had to have a nap. So I had a nap. Then I thought, hold on, I've bought the wrong suit, because it was quite the black tie affair, Tia's birthday. For a 40th. For a 40th, yep. Why not? Treat yourself. Hmm. So put on my suit, and there's nothing like putting on a suit you haven't had on in a while to make you realise that you might have been indulging a little bit too much. So I couldn't do my suit jacket up and I thought to myself, this is a black tie affair. Haven't done my suit up, went down there and then realised that in front of all my friends they sort of started giving me the old being in a good paddock tube. I'm like, yeah, I know. So rude. I know. Extremely rude. And then I came back through the Midlands at 5am, which was fine. Back through the Midlands. So I left Bernie at 5am to go to work. And the roadworks, they're getting better. They're oh, getting, no, you can't say that. I spoke with a milk truck driver the other day who said it took him five hours. This, it's a long get just time. Past it's a long time, but you can see that they're starting to get better. I just want to know whether the roadworks, why they're doing roadworks. The issue I've got is why they're doing roadworks in such long, extended, like kilometres of roadworks. And then they're doing like three or four lots of those long kilometres. Like, why not just get one section done and then move on to the I've next I've always one? wondered, why don't why are roads windy? Why, when the roads <laughs> were made, aren't they just straight? What, like, well, when the I Romans drive did to that, the, didn't they? Here? No, the Romans did that in Rome. They but built why, straight roads. But that's what I'm saying, why? Because you can't take people's... You know, you've got to, there's certain parts of undulating land that force you to go around. Like, you, you can't go straight through Spring Hill. You have to go around the hills Why? and follow the contours. It's just Put how it works. <laughs> Come on, Woody. It's Triple M Breakfast. Coming up, we're chatting to the Secretary of the Bus Union in Tasmania about everything that's happening at Metro Tasmania. We're talking about a Metro being in a death spiral. These are... This is the report that we've been given. 98% of bus drivers verbally abuse tubes. 98%. It's not good and it's not an issue that hasn't been noticed by us for a long, long time. 111 cancellations already this morning. We're being told by you, Hobart, and please text us in. Let us know what's going on. 04888. 1073 is the text, or 13353. We're hearing of people getting up at 5am to walk two suburbs to catch a bus. Even our newsreader yesterday, three buses she was waiting for, not none of them came. And none of them were up as being cancelled. And I think the most concerning thing is, how do you recruit drivers when that you can't guarantee their safety? Well, we know there's a crisis meeting today, and as I said, we're catching up with the bus union shortly after 7am. Because to be fair, I know I should wrap this up, to be fair, I feel like sometimes we're getting passed around like a bunch of keys at a fishbowl party. I've never no, been to one of those parties, I'm so I have you, no idea what you're talking because about. Because apparently the transport minister, it's not their problem. We've tried to get them on. He's busy. He's also the deputy premier, so he's got a bit on his plate. Don't you dare. Why do you do that? I'm just saying there's a bit going on and we... Do not fence it. I'm not fence His priority is transport. He's got multiple priorities. You can't talk to Tassie. I'm just saying, comparing it to a party with keys in a bowl. 
What's it like on that fence? What's it like? I'm happy. I'm happy to talk to the deputy premier as soon as he's available. He's busy. He's obviously not catching buses. He'd have a bit of time up his sleeve, wouldn't he? Waiting. This is Woody and Tubes. You can join us anytime on one triple three five three. Even right now, or you can text oh four double eight double eight one zero seven three. Tom in Fawcett, you want to talk about the buses? Yeah. Good morning. Um, look, I think it's about time people stop blaming the government for um, the trouble that's going on with the buses and start looking at some of the punishment that magistrates are dishing out, or rather that they're not dishing out. What's your perspective there, Tom? Well, look, to be quite honest, I think the society's heading for anarchy. That's what I think. I wonder, is it the magistrates, Tom, or is it the fact that there's a lack of... uh there's a lack of, I guess, laws that uh, help police with curbing this behaviour. I don't think it's a matter of uh, no laws. It's just some of these kids just don't give a bugger. They'll go out and do whatever they like, knowing full well that nothing's going to happen That's to what them. I mean, no consequences, legally. Well, personally, I think there's been too many do-gooders sticking up for these little, uh, whatever you want to call them, but... Um, Maybe some of these do-gooders might get stuck with some of these little buggers that do the wrong thing, have to put up with them for 12 months, and maybe then they might change their attitude towards them. I think it comes down to a lot of things, Tom. I think, obviously, there's a lot to say about education around this and what actually is acceptable in society. We always do appreciate your perspective on 13353. Tom Enforcer, thanks for your call. Not a problem, boy. Crisis talks between Metro Tasmania, the Transport Minister and bus driver representatives happens today. To talk us through it from a perspective of bus drivers is Rick Bean, the Branch Secretary for Rail, Train and Bus Union Tasmania. Good morning, Rick. Uh, Jolly, good morning. How are you going? Well, all right, if you're not catching a bus. 111 (laughs) already cancelled this morning. What is going on? Who's responsible? Tubes and I have been passed around from... Minister to CEOs, what's going on? How long have we got? Oh, as long as you want. <laughs> okay, this could take some time. Look, in short, um, mismanagement, uh, Metro board asleep at the wheel. Warning signs were there, look, 18 months ago, solid warning signs were there. Uh, we conducted a survey of members uh, early last year. 50% indicated that they were likely to resign. Uh, another 22% were unsure. So we passed that on to management, didn't want to know about it. When you um, say they didn't want to know about it, what they just didn't action it or what makes you oh, say that? Oh, they absolutely didn't action it. They just didn't even want to know about it. They tried to belittle the survey and uh, I, I can't recall the wording they used, but it was uh, pretty offensive. Instead of taking it seriously and saying, okay, let's sit down and talk about this, it was totally the opposite. And this is the same survey that said 98% have been verbally abused of our bus drivers? Correct. Absolutely. You know, like, I mean, and it was a, it was a no, no-nonsense no survey, you know, and, you know, it was straight down the line, no push-piling. Um, it, was, it was a very fair survey, and we were just stunned at the results. This what? is the same survey that said 19% of people have been assaulted. Like, that's, you know, like, it's all there. Yeah. What is it your members need, Rick? <sighs> Increased security and safety, enhanced safety 
is is the number one thing at the moment. Um, look, transit officers, they're called different things in different states. Um, every capital city has them except for Hobart. Metro will come out and say, oh, but there's four police officers dedicated to Metro, and that's just like, you know, um, four, you know, the time you factor in someone's on annual leave or some sort of leave most of the time. I mean, um, I'm sure they do the best they can, but it's hardly the answer. So we're looking for transit officers, just like everywhere else has. Uh, we need screens for drivers. Um, we need, uh, and unfortunately, the day has come where we have to separate um, our drivers from the general public, even though most of the general public are so fantastic and supportive. And uh, um, I need to think back to our last um, EA negotiations and had some stop work meetings, we were struggling to get anything from Metro and the public support was enormous. But unfortunately, um, things have been ruined by essentially thugs on the streets out there, a handful of thugs. Where does the buck stop, Rick? Um, well, uh, a couple of places in my view, or our view, our collective view. Um, the CEO, there's some cl clearly some questions need to be asked of the CEO if you haven't involved yourself in any way, shape or form. In fact, Metro proposed a meeting uh, on Friday this week. Uh, guess what? Minus the CEO. Uh, like, it's at a crisis stage here. She just doesn't want to get involved in anything. Uh, massive management turnover uh, as well. That's another sign. So some questions need to be asked there. The board of Metro, believe it or not, there is actually a board. It's a do-nothing board. Life has to stop there as well. Um, uh, look, fortunately, the, the minister is now um, is now um, keen to sit down and talk. So we're cautiously optimistic there. The transport minister. Uh, correct. Yes, yeah, uh, Minister okay. Ferguson. So what, sorry, we'll, yes. we'll we'll touch base with you again tomorrow to find out how those talks went because obviously this is impacting so many people in Tasmania. At the very least, no one should go to work and feel unsafe. We don't advocate it in people's homes. Why would you advocate it at work? Um, I have a curious question for you, Rick. Yeah. There's 111 bus cancellations today. How many bus drivers extra do you need to make all of those services happen? Do you know that? Look, I don't know the exact figure. First of all, Metro is saying 111. Their, their um, cancellation list is, is a little bit hit and miss at times. Uh, most of the time it's actually more services cancelled. But generally speaking, we're about 40 drivers short, I'm, I'm told, thereabouts. Uh, it depends a little bit. Um, some weeks we lose quite a few. Uh, some weeks maybe only one or two. So generally 40. The other thing I was just also meant to say, talking about assaults and so forth, there was assault on Friday night. We had um, um, a physical assault, uh, sorry, Friday afternoon, another assault on Friday night. An assault at the weekend. I don't know the de the fine detail yeah. there yet. And we had a um, yet another driver spat on on Monday as well. I just want to throw that. So in. Rick Bean, Branch Secretary, Rail, Train and Bus Union Tasmania. We will catch, but we'll catch. Oh, won't catch a bus because we can't get there. <laughs> but we will catch up That's with terrible. you. Tomorrow, um, to find okay. out. So basically, my understanding is in these crisis meetings today, you're going to be pushing for personnel on buses to act as security guards and also security around in the perspect glass around the bus drivers. Is that correct? That, that are the other two main things, and 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 we're also looking for um, um, the handling of cash to be to be taken away from drivers. Okay, too. we appreciate yeah. you joining us this morning, and for pushing this cause.
and we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's Triple M Breakfast. A man that pushed a peanut up a massive mountain with his nose broke a record. That's not news. Ended up in hospital for attempting to bottle and sell her bodily gas. <laughs> That's not news. No, wait, I'm not finished. It's incredible stories of people that are hard to find in the news. Well, this, one... this segment's jumped. This segment's made its way up to the 7, between 7 and 7.30 hour. This, may, this must mean that it's raining very well. Congratulations. Esther. A woman... Here we go. ...has Wait married herself. What? She's married herself. Of course I love she is. I love, well, love, you... love this. This is the station that brought you the man that married his sexy doll, and he's been in a committed relationship now, marriage, for six years. Follow the Justin Bieber song to its words. If you like the way you look that much, maybe you should go and love yourself. She That's spent more than $30,000 throwing her own wedding. <laughs> this is fun. That would be a fun wedding. It was a self-wedding. And I love this. I love, love, love this. She, she celebrated selfies at the self-wedding. Mm. She celebrated her wedding day accompanied by bridesmaids, yep. flowers, food, yep. drinks, family and friends in attendance. This is... She said when she told some of her family, some of them laughed. This is grade A... Media hungry human being. No, it's not. Yeah, I think it's no, great. It's I think it's terrific. Just, I love it. Why are you so skeptical? Because it's publicity, right? No, it's... I'm loving myself. I'm going to spend thirty k on a party, and everyone can come. I'll celebrate. Celebrate with me. I'm not insane. I'm not crazy. This is just celebrating my love for myself. I should probably have one of these. She wrote her own vows. Yeah. She had no one else to write them for her. Even though some people dismiss the idea as crazy, it is. she even had a wedding photographer and videographer. Good. I think this is terrific. After making her vows before her wedding guests, yep. Danny declared, that's her name. Danny. Come I on, do Danny. before planting a kiss on her mirrored reflection. That's probably, that's the part where I think that's a bit insane. That's the bit where you cross the line. There's no need to kiss a mirror. Oh, you haven't kissed a mirror? Well... Even when you were learning to kiss growing up? No, I Who didn't. hasn't kissed a mirror? I learned on the job. <laughs> <laughs> this is Woody and Tubes. We're joined by a special guest in the studio. The general manager of the Royal Hobart Golf Club is with us. Good morning, John. Good John morning, Woody and Tubes. John Mendel, of course, the GM out there. How are things going out at the golf course? Last time I played out there, and I was very lucky to be invited by a guest, things were being torn up and uh, you were doing a little bit of maintenance. How yeah. are things looking out there at the moment? So, look, we can't hide from the fact that last year was a difficult year. It was the wettest year we've had in 45 years, and with that comes you know, some necessary repair work. But I'm proud to say we're in great shape now. Greens are rolling well. Course looks great. Members are happy. So we're all, uh, we're all golden. They've got something special happening on Friday. What's going on out there at the golf club? So Lifeline uh, Tasmania has been a partner of Royal Hobart's for the last four years, which we're very proud of. We've raised about $80,000, but equally as importantly, we try and work on advocacy, destigmatising the, the topic of suicide, encourage help-seeking behaviours, building community resilience. So this is the fourth uh, Lifeline Golf Day that we've had. 
uh, just about sold out, maybe fully sold out as we speak. So we're looking forward to it. It's an incredible cause. And did you used to work for Lifeline yourself? If I got that right. So many years ago, yeah. in a different life, I worked for the Lifeline National Office. Yes. So the way Lifeline works is there's a national office that provides the basic service infrastructure. So the 13, 11, 14 uh, helpline, the online crisis chat. But then there are centres all over Australia. And in Tassie, we've got a wonderful centre called Lifeline Tasmania, which operates throughout the state and provides services for people like you and me. Yeah, and, and I think it is important to destigmatise, if that's the right word, that's if I've right made word. that up, destigmatise reaching out for help like um <laughs> i was getting too bogged down in it but when i went through a really challenging time for about three or four years a while back they literally saved my life that was the first time i ever used them and then i kind of thought well, am i not well enough to use them or am i holding up someone's time or there's all this guilt associated that i had with calling one of those lines yeah. but they were incredible and they do incredible work Yes, and, and that, that guilt that is probably part of all of us as Australians is mm. something that we have to get rid of because the most important thing is when you are entering a crisis and you recognise the signs in yourself or you see it in somebody else, you have to seek help. We should view it no differently as, for example, having a, a physical injury like a broken leg. Yeah. We wouldn't hesitate in calling an ambulance and going to hospital. Yeah. And when it comes to mental health, we should view it exactly the same way. And I could imagine that there's a lot of pressure on places like Lifeline, which is why these funds are needed, because it's hard to get into a psychologist or perhaps in the interim whilst you're waiting. Yes, and in, well. in a, out of Tasmania, there are 40,000 calls made each year to the Lifeline 13, 11, 14 service. They've also got their own service in Tassie, which is called a Tasmania Lifeline, which is open every day of the year from 8 to 8, and that's 8am to 8pm, and that number is 1800 98 and the, the sad reality is that Tasmania is overrepresented in the suicide statistics, mm. and, you know, there are complex reasons behind that, but one of the reasons is that feeling of guilt, that stoicism that we all have that prevents us from reaching out for help. And that's part of the message that we want to get across is that if you feel like you're slipping into a crisis, it's not cowardly. It is the exact opposite. It is a brave thing to reach out. And the amazing thing is that when you do reach out, you find out that your friends are actually there to support you. They're not there to knock you. They're not there to criticise you or belittle you. You'll, you'll be amazed at the support that comes out. That number again, 13, 11, 14, or the Tasmanian Lifeline, open from 8am to 8pm, 1-800-98-4434. Golf is a funny game, John, because it is a mental health exercise to go out and get exercise, physical exercise, which is available at golf too, isn't it? You've got, although I get frustrated every time I play golf. I'd smash you at it. Yeah. <laughs> you probably would. But golf's an important part of, of a mental health exercise for a lot of people, isn't it? It is. And look, you know, you're right. It is a challenging game. It's, it's uh, particularly the mental side of it. But the reality is the best part about golf is the social aspect. So not many of us are ever going to shoot course records or win Tasmanian Opens or, or something bigger than that. It's the, it's the social side. So it's getting out, being part of a community. The, uh, the clubhouse activities in the 19th are almost as important as what happens out in the 18th. So, you know, all, all that sort of stuff, it does help build mental health resilience. Yeah, and so if anyone wants to get involved this Friday, what can they yeah. do? So, look, what I would say is um, what listeners can do is they can go to the Lifeline website, which is lifelinetasmania.org.au, and consider a couple of things. One is being a donor. So it costs $39 to actually take one crisis call. So, you know, a $39 donation or be, being a regular donor would be great. Um, consider becoming a volunteer. 
you'll get great training, meet some incredible people, and most importantly, learn how to save lives, which, is, which is brilliant. And one very last thing, become an advocate for suicide prevention, and let's break down this stoic barrier we have in Tassie and get people to seek help. 13, 11, 14 is the number of Lifeline. John Mendel from the Royal Hobart Golf Club. Thanks so much for joining us on Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Thank you. Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Text chat. We love your texts coming through on 0488881073. If you see anything out on the roads, you can also call 13353. Metro have cancelled the first bus on the X10 route this morning and I've just seen that they've now cancelled the same bus for tomorrow. How does this keep happening? Thanks for pushing the agenda, Woody and Tubes. Interesting. Hi there, Woody and Tubes. That was an anonymous before. Hi there, Woody and Tubes. Regarding the Metro bus crisis and transit officers, why doesn't Metro Tasmania have these? Transit officers are employed by Tasmania Police with similar powers and training. Same as Victoria Police, AFP, etc. That would help to contribute to bus driver and passenger safety while also effectively reducing anti-social behaviour. This would create jobs, free up police officers to focus on police work and set up Tasmania's transit system for the future and expected population growth in our state over the next 10 years. Transit officers can work out of Hobart, Glenorchy and Rosney police stations and even Metro Tasmania officers to, due to their close proximity to bus malls. The same can be said for Lonnie, Devonport and Bernie. It just makes sense. Cheers, Nathan. Love your text, Nathan. I think uh, we're the only state, aren't we, that doesn't have those. That is what Rick Bean, Branch Secretary of the Rail, Bus and Tram Union Tasmania had to say. There's crisis meetings later today about the bus situation. We're going to have the latest on that tomorrow. We're going to take you inside those meetings. Hi, Woody and Tubes from Matt in Newtown. Mm. How is Woody's maths application coming oh, along. you made that. Married stuff. at first sight. No, Matt in Newtown. No, Hello, Matt. If you're a Matt in Newtown, give me a call, one triple three five three. I do not believe that that was a legit text. He might not be listening now. I, that was sent no. a little while ago. See, I believe you've planted that text just so you could bring up my no, married no. at first sight. I don't plan texts. Why would you want me to go on married at first sight? Because I think you'd be great. You'd call out people's BS... And it would be quite humorous. So, you know what they'd do? They'd hook me up with someone that, that would might be... be perfect for you. No, I know they that wouldn't. In no. Off Married at First Sight, and I haven't watched a lot of it, but Off Married at First Sight, you know, half the time it's for the drama. Well, I reckon. I'm not dramatic. Sometimes they make real ones. Have we got any Married at First Sight people that are actually still married? Yeah. Can we find that out? Some of them have had babies. What? Where have you been? Some of them have had Not real weddings. Maths. Do you know, in America, when they do Married at First Sight, it's legit weddings. What so do you mean? N- they legally get married. Are they not doing that at Maths Australia? Oh, where have you been? Not oh. watching Maths. No, they're not legally binding. What? The weddings aren't What's legally binding. What's the point of binding. doing it then? Because you live like a married couple. Oh. So you well, go into the experiment like it. But in America... Like 90% of them have to go through a divorce process because they don't work out. I've been through one. I don't want another one. You can tell us what you want to talk about on 0438 88 uh, What? 04, I nearly gave out your phone number. 0488881073, or you can call us 133353. Don't start that game. I didn't mean to. Those are not the first three net four numbers of Woody's <laughs> phone number. <laughs> time for chocolate starfish to take the words right out of meatloaf's mouth.
like a bat out of hell. Theatre on Hobart, Friday 16th of June. Tickets at chocolatestarfish.com.au now. Presented by Hobart's Triple M. We have got your tickets to it. This is going to be epic. Bat Out of Hell, one of the greatest albums of all time, and Chocolate Starfish performing it from start to finish, Tubes. Absolutely incredible. We got your double passes here on Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. You can call 13353, just like Jake in Baghdad has. Good morning, Jake. Good morning. You're a big meatloaf fan? Yeah, I love them. Well, brilliant. Well, you got a double pass to go and see Bat Out of Hell, the whole album performed by Chocolate Starfish at the Theatre Royal. How does that feel, Jake? Thank you very much. Is there anything you'd like producer Rhea to Google on a search engine? What was that, sorry? Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter, Jake. You get a oh, double brilliant. pass. Who are you going to take, Jake? I'm going to take my old man. He's been to Chocolate Starfish and seen the concert and he said it's brilliant. So. Oh, excellent. Well, you've got a double pass. Well done to you. This is Woody and Tubes. We've got some information here that may what? or may not be poignant to you. What is it? I'm leaning towards may not be. Well, you've got a maths update. I thought you were doing it because you had your first experience with maths today. I would rather not have Why? had that experience. It took forever. Oh, you, you're whinging about you said- free-to-air TV. The reason it's free-to-air tubes like this station is because you've got to have ads because people have to get paid unless you want to do your job for free. No, thank you. <laughs> Not for me. Not for me. But I just, Charity? What's that? I, you told me I had to go and am catch I up. paid to support? I don't mind commercial radio. I don't mind commercial okay. television. It's it just it was very difficult to do the catch-up for maths, which is something... Married at first sight. ...that I'm not, huge, I'm not a huge fan of, but I guess the reason why we are so interested in it is because there's a Tasmanian female on there who got married last night. Jess Winter is her name. No, Taylor, Taylor well, Why Winter. is it written Jess Winter there? <laughs> Jess Winter's... I don't know who Jess Winter is. Taylor. Sister? I should know. Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> I, I've, we've been texting each other all night too. I should remember your name. Uh, her dad is Darren. Darren Winter, former uh, footballer, f- former coach of Lauderdale, former footballer with Clarence, the Bernie Dockers, and then back to Clarence. One of the all-time hard men of football in Tasmania. When we spoke to her the earlier... sort of like that you'd be terrified if he was your father-in-law. He was not happy at all about her going on Married at First Sight. Oh, he was furious. <laughs> he was... <laughs> I think when I told him, I was... Yeah, I didn't tell him for a really long time and I finally told him and he said, you're not doing that. You're not doing it. <laughs> I mean, out of all the footballers that have ever played football in Tasmania... There's one of them that I would think of that you wouldn't want furious, and Darren Winter, <laughs> Darren Winter would be the one. <laughs> <laughs> what people don't know, he's actually a big teddy bear. He'd probably hate me saying that, but oh. he's a big softie, really. But, yeah, no, he was, he was really, really frosty with that whole... Whole thing. He wasn't at the wedding. Well, didn't we went, see him. We asked whether she went to whether he went to the wedding, and it turns out he didn't. No, he didn't. And when she was asked about why she's single, this is what she said: "I would definitely say that it is Taylor's way or the highway. I cannot negotiate on the littlest of things. I'm not happy if I don't get my way. My control is quite extreme at times." has impacted my relationships in the past. It can be from what we have for dinner or the movie that we choose. It has to be my way. I don't compromise. Do you like that you're this way? 
I, it's a problem for me. I cannot negotiate with even the smallest of things. So, yeah, it's hard. I definitely want to change that. Otherwise, I'm going to be lonely for the rest of my life. So she marries Hugo last night. Yeah, right. oh, watch We're this. really having maths chat. I'm loving this. I, I you never let this. me talk about maths. No, I, I'm she letting you do Hugo. it so that eventually you will apply. And then the first thing she said is, oh, my goat's named Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> he's different. And I love that because he's not so alpha, which is what she's dated in the past. But she looked a little bit shocked. She did tell us later that she was actually under the influence, always drink responsibly, when she was getting married. I was under the influence, that's for sure. I definitely knocked back those nerves with a few glasses of champagne. So, <laughs> Drink responsibly. <laughs> always drink responsibly. Yeah. yeah, I know. I definitely had the wrong group of people with me. But yeah, my oh. um, cousin Jack and I kind of <laughs> made the most of um, the champagne that was in our hotel. And her husband, he actually Hugo. described himself as having intense Labrador energy. <laughs> he, if she doesn't marry him again legally, I will. He seemed that, like a really lovely fellow. Could you imagine the way a Labrador spoke. but as a human? Look, oh, I fell in love. I'll be interested I, to see how this plays out again tonight. Well, the honeymoon's tonight. We're going to catch up with her tomorrow. She's a nurse, so she does night shift. And I hear that she sleeps on the couch. Well, and I also hear that fine. he butt dials her and she answers and she hears some not nice things. Maybe some harsh truths. That was your maths update. <laughs> that is enough of that. It's Triple M Breakfast. Tassie Trivia, we're playing it up next and we guarantee to give away 100 bucks every single day. Should I give away a question now? Well, just ask the question. Okay, what is the name of the suburb five kilometres south of Launceston known as Something Meadows? There you go. King's Meadows. Don't give it away. Well, if I was playing... Don't give it away. Woody. I would have got fired for that, say, six what? months ago, giving away a question like that. <laughs> or berated at least. King's Meadows. Stop it. Yes, we've got a hundred dollars to give away right now. And Anne in Mornington, if that is your real name, Anne is on the on the phone on one triple three five three. Good morning, Anne. Hi, how are you? I, I wouldn't see have, you. I wouldn't have outed you then. I wouldn't have. We, That's we've, low. We've heard, Anne, that you You're might have changed your so name. <laughs> we might so have heard mean. that you changed your name, Anne. <laughs> Not at all. No, it's totally Anne. Anne. <laughs> totally Anne. Why yeah. would you just say you knew someone that had changed their name to play Tassie Trivia? Is it true yeah. it's because they did? They think they did so badly last time they won't, don't want to be recognised? <laughs> they may may not want to be. <laughs> they, may, they may also have been rang up to play tra uh, Tassie Trivia and been asleep and not really realise what happened. <laughs> My whole life. Well, right. Anne, you will be playing Melinda in Huonville. Good morning, Melinda. Good morning. Is, is that, that your, your real name? Oh, damn, you got to a Yeah, Yes, yeah, that's my real name. Okay. <laughs> Can you test your buzzer, please, Anne? She doesn't not remember her oh, fake oh, name. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's <laughs> not my name. <laughs> Let's not forget your I fake got you name, Anne. And, and Melinda, can you test your buzzer, please? Melinda. Beautiful. All right, here we go. Three questions. All you have to do is get two correct and remember what your fake name is. Here we go. Question number one. 
<laughs> who is the this is multiple choice? Who is the Tasmanian who got married at first sight on maths last night? Is it A, Tanya Summer or B, Taylor Winter? Melinda. Melinda. Uh, Taylor Winter. Nice. Correct. Well done, We'll be Melinda. catching up with her tomorrow after her horrific honeymoon night. Did you watch it, Mel? <laughs> no. Well. <laughs> Question no, number two. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Question number two. What is the name of the suburb? Five kilometres south. Melinda. <gasps> King. Kings. Kings Meadows. Oh. Uh. <laughs> wow. That wasn't too hard. <laughs> Melinda, you've won $100 thanks to Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. Hey, Anne. Yeah. Did you go better this time or worse? Yeah, I actually said my fake name this time. <laughs> Your fake name this time. <laughs> the last time she forgot. <laughs> well, I my real name last time. Bad luck, and Melinda, you've won a hundred bucks. What are you going to do with the cash, or do you want to come back tomorrow? Um, no, I'll keep the cash. Thanks. I'm going in on a cruise in a week, so oh, that will be very nice. Treat yourself. <laughs> this is Woody and Tubes. The Sheffield Shield returns to Blunston Arena today, Woody. Yeah. The Tasmanian Tigers are taking on West Australia. So, a very interesting game to come about. I feel like Tasmania need to win this game to keep their season alive. In fact, I know they do. West Australia are on top of the ladder and haven't... They've lost... uh, Sorry, and they've won four games. They're well and truly out on top. Tasmania have only won the two, had a lot of draws, and had a couple of losses. Our run rate's pretty good, and our total points are pretty good. But the Tasmanian Tigers, if they can get a win here today, over the next four days, it will mean good things for their potential playing in the Sheffield Shield final. Coming into the squad, Jake Doran comes back after a broken finger, which is great to see. He will add some batting prowess to the upper order. And Riley Meredith comes into the squad while Tom Andrews has been omitted and Maddie Wade is unavailable due to Pakistan Super League commitment. So Maddie Wade's over playing short format game in Pakistan. Uh, I'm buoyant about what's going on over there at Cricket Tasmania, as you know. Yeah. I just think our batters need to really focus. They've had some tough few weeks with the bat. Our bowlers are really good. We've got Riley Meredith, as I said, coming back into the team. I think Jake Doran, as I said, will add some real stability to the top order there too. Tim Payne will be pulling on the gloves again for Tasmania, which is great to see. That game starts today at 10.30am. I'm going to head over and get some interviews for Tubes of Spin on Sport. And you can head to the Listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R, for all of those. Up there at the moment or will be released tomorrow, is Sasha Maloney. Sasha Maloney is one of the stalwarts of the female cricket program over there at Cricket Taz, and she's got a lot to say about what it means to her to be playing in potential back-to-back WNCL finals this Saturday night. For more of Tubes and Spin on Sport, just hit up the listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. Well, that was that, and this is this. What did you think of the show today? I felt like if I was going to critique you, you went on a bit. Yep. And I think that um, enough's ma- you brought maths chat a lot. Yep. Married at first no, sight. It sounds like me. You brought that in a lot. You had yeah. some pretty ridiculous facts and stories. 
Um, is this self-reflection <laughs> or is this you reflecting on me? Who knows? I think there's room to tighten up. Of course there is. Uh, and I think when you go to talk on the radio, you have to have a point. <laughs> a bit like this well, podcast. Yeah. Look, tomorrow we will catch up with Rick Bean, the branch secretary of the Rail, Tram and Bus Union of Tasmania. After the updates, uh, after the crisis meeting that they have, an update there, Woody. And I love it when we come in in the morning and we've got a heap of texts. So you can text us whenever about 04, anything. 04-88-88-1073 is the text line. Nearly gave away your text, your phone number today, boys. Oh, don't do that. When I was on radio once mm. on a different station, these idiot breakfast hosts mm. gave out my number, mobile number on air, and for four years I was just getting calls at 1am in the morning. Change your number, mate. No way. It's a good one. What it is repeats it? itself, so it's 042. No. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you tomorrow. Bye. Woody and Tubes. Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the listener app. It's Triple M.